Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Derek Clark. He is a licensed athletic trainer, certified strength and condition specialist, a master sports performance coach, performance enhancement specialist, and a corrective exercise specialist. He has a degree from Edinburgh University and a master's degree from Nebraska University, and he has a long list of accomplishments as far as his success outside of the education with the PSAC's West State Championship at Edinburgh. He was a part of a Big 12 championship at Nebraska University, and he is also involved in three state titles at Quaker Valley, my alumni, in the football 2017, soccer 2017, and 2019. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's, America's favorite, podcast. favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chubb is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. I want to thank you for coming, Derek, because you are a very unique individual in your field of work. Uh, you do quite a bit more than most in the athletic trainer arena. So thank you for being here today. Thanks for the invite, Chipper. All right. Obviously, to be an athletic trainer, you got involved in sports. What sports were you participating in in your youth? Starting off early was, I think, like a lot of kids, was soccer, baseball, basketball. And um, I really didn't start football until uh, junior high. Then, you know, doing the punt, pass, and kick type of things like that. Those were the main sports. And then once I got into high school, it kind of settled into football, basketball, and baseball. All right. Now, which of the three did you enjoy playing the most? Football by far was my favorite sport. I was probably better at baseball, but football was by far my favorite sport. That one gets into your blood. It's hard to get rid of it. Yeah, that sure is. When you were graduating high school, yours appears that you were very focused. You jumped right into being an athletic trainer or heading into that category. Was that your mindset at the time? Yeah, I got introduced to athletic training in high school. We, we didn't have an athletic trainer when I first started high school, but I think it was my sophomore year we got our first athletic trainer, and that's when I first got to know what the profession was about. And then a big influence in my career choice was my biology two teacher. Mr. McCorkle. His son was at the Penn State in the athletic training curriculum and everything. So he kind of talked to me about the profession of athletic training. And I knew it seemed like a great blend of two things I was really interested in the medical side of things, but also then I get to work sports every day as a profession and get paid for it, basically watching games. So it seemed like something perfect that not my alley. And I wanted to play football at the college level. And so being an athletic training curriculum class, that didn't really work. So I went through an internship route and that's how I chose Edinburgh and was a health and physical education major there. And then the summer between my junior and senior year, I went to Westchester University and took part in their summer athletic training curriculum program, which internship route doesn't exist anymore. Upon graduation at Ember, did you know right away you wanted to go to Nebraska and kind of elevate your understanding of the profession of athletic trainers where you're intending on taking your life next? So was that something that happened right away or did you get out in the work world and what happened at that point? 
No, I knew I wanted to do a graduate assistantship and I wanted to see the division one level. I wanted to actually play at the division one level, but was not gifted with that type of talent to be able to go play at that level. So I figured I could try to get there through a graduate assistantship and that worked. And I had looked at a couple of different schools, Florida State being one of them, which was my favorite college football team growing up. And it was a whole bunch of different circumstances came together and, and Nebraska ended up being the best place for me to go. And I went out there as the head wrestling trainer. So I got to run my own sport and I assisted with football. And then my second year, I was moved over to football solely. And then that position became, that graduate assistant position became a full-time position. So I got to kind of step right into a full-time job with football to division one level. So you, upon graduating and getting your master's then at Nebraska, you flowed right into it. So yeah. the graduate assistant is over. You're getting a little bit older. And, Luck and timing. Okay. Well, I mean, that's how it works most of the time, especially yeah. with the athletics. You know, the timing is everything. You've kind of been around on this upper level, and I want to kind of bring us up to date on where you currently are. Now, you wind up here at a high school level at Quaker Valley. Mm-hmm. I got the inside track on you because, you know, I got relations there in the coaching department. I'm aware. On a couple of fronts. And so, I mean, my experience with watching what you're doing is I feel that you're much more involved than any athletic trainer that I've ever known. So I'd like for you to share with us some of the stories behind the stories, because having played in athletics myself in high school and on a college level, also, there's a level of physicality. And you mentioned that earlier and having the talent, but uh, it's kind of like if the student isn't ready, the teacher doesn't appear. And the same with the athlete and the coach. And your position bridges that gap. You help with the physical strength and getting them to feel their body. But I think what I experienced in watching you is, is you're kind of the coach on and off the field or the eyes and ears of the coach. So watching the state championship in 2017, there was more going on, just the coaching and the preparation. I believe that you help these kids on an emotional level too. That's not even so much just during the season, but off the season. So I'd like for you to share with us some of the methods that you use when you're trying to get these young athletes prepared for battle. Well, that, my interest in the strength and conditioning side of things really developed when I was at Nebraska. In the position I was at in, it was called the coordinator of reconditioning. So I would actually go into the weight room when the team would be lifting and assist the strength staff with injured guys. So if somebody was complaining of something hurting, if it was an after-practice lift, they might have been injured during practice. And that's where my interest really in the whole process of developing an athlete, not just working with them on the injury side of things. The uh, field of athletic training really goes into, you know, prevention, the acute care, you know, the education, all that type of stuff. And once I got out of athletic training for about 18 months when I was in medical sales for a little bit and I knew I wanted to get back in, that was another area that really piqued my interest. And so knowing at the high school level, you could potentially do both. I kind of looked that route and finding Quaker Valley was a true blessing for me. Was able to go in there and kind of develop a strength conditioning program 
on top of the athletic training world and is the athletic trainer. If I'm bored, that means I might be doing some really good work in the weight room. (laughs) Start having all these soft tissue injuries and I got to go look at myself in the mirror and look at the strength coach and kind of have a talking to him about, you know, what the program is that I'm kind of doing there. And so that really where I get to develop a relationship with a lot of the kids compared to just the ones that are injured, because we have a very good group of kids at Quaker Valley who are interested in the whole process, not just playing their sport, but Mm -hmm. preparing themselves for their sport. A lot of great people I was around through undergraduate, graduate, you know, once I got into full-time work, kind of helped prepare me for that and got to show me how to help develop those relationships and see the different ways that you can help, not just on the physical side of things, but on the mental side of things, which is a huge part of it too. Oh, yeah. Because I think the emotional side, especially on the high school level, because you're dealing with a younger kid or a teenager, Mm -hmm. that maturation isn't there in order to really possibly get all of what you're saying. I'm sure you probably have a number of athletes have gone on and after experiencing your training, come back and say, hey, you know, what I experienced with you definitely is helping me now or the proverbial light bulb and that aha moment happens and they realize the contribution that you made, not just for them on the field, but moving forward in life because that works in everyday life. This is definitely an area of which you excel, whether that's your intention or not, but you can see the result on the field and the type of kid that they turn into after having this experience. So in education was my foundation. So it's a health and physical education teacher. And that's a lot of the fun of it is helping these kids develop not just physically, but just as growing into young adults. And that's what I enjoyed at Nebraska too, working with our student athletic trainers and helping them and educate them. And so, and you come to all our basketball games, you see those kids as freshmen and then as seniors. Yeah, There's there's not another time in life where they're going to grow physically and, you know, mentally and everything so much as in those high school years. So it's fun to see them come in as a freshman who can't even move and don't have any ideas. Then they hit a growth spurt and they go from one of the best athletes maybe to looking like Bambi on ice. (laughs) So you have to try to help them, you know, just kind of catch their bodies up to their growth and all that different types of stuff. So it's a fun process at this level. I think that your method and your approach helps these kids tremendously. Now, what I want to touch on is, as you were referencing your learning, you're not a capacity of, say, a doctor, but the reference point of like you're talking about soft tissue and kids growing quickly, kind of growing out of their body and so forth. The ability to recognize the anatomy, the pain that the kid, because I see you dealing with the injuries a lot. You know, these kids are emotional and sometimes they're over exaggerating the injury. And as the trainer, you have to kind of make a diagnosis. You have to help them in order to stay on the field. I know that the concussion things are, are really big right now mm-hmm. in the high school sports. So, I mean, how does your training and your background prepare you for when the injured player, you run out there to see what the situation is? How do you diagnose or know what to do? That's a great question. So, you know, certified athletic trainers, licensed athletic trainers are allied health medical professionals. So we get a very detailed, structured educational process the whole way through. And one thing is we have to know 
a little bit and a lot about a lot of different things. We have to know general medicine, orthopedics, even down to dermatology when you start looking at wrestling and type of skin infections that they can get from there. So we really have to be able to have a really great knowledge base. And we have to be able to talk to doctors, physical therapists, physicians, assistants of all different specialties. We really are kind of the start of it and have to understand all those areas. So yeah, just like you said, running out onto the field, majority of times you're going to be dealing with an orthopedic injury, but standing in the training room, you don't have any idea what kid might come in with. So the continuing education that we have to do to be able to maintain our licensure and our certification is very detailed and very strict. And that helps us as athletic trainers continue to grow and be able to provide the best medical care possible for our student athletes. That brings me to the understanding of your length of time doing this in recent years now with the artificial intelligence and technology involved from, say, when you were all the way back in college to where you currently are, how much is that helping you and what you're doing both in your understanding of it as well as your application to these kids? Yeah, there's a lot. I think you'd see it more at the higher levels where you have a little bit different budgets where you can go out and maybe get some different toys and things like that to be able to use on the technology side of things. I will tell you this, at Quaker Valley, we are so fortunate to have a, especially a medical community that is so willing to help and jump in with some of these kids. One of the people that Dr. Jeff Mahal and our team doctor is absolutely incredible and an amazing resource. Um, We have two physical therapists, Mike Franchek and Kylie DeMichael, that we use quite a bit and refer a lot of kids to. So in those avenues is where you'll see some more of the technology things come about because they're able to get that type of stuff. But then we have a gentleman, parent Jim Grant, who runs a durable medical equipment company called Eliza. And he is donating things right and left to us to be able to use with our student athletes. And there's so many other people that just in different specialties were able to do that. But I think if you walk into my training room compared to you go down to the Steelers training room, you're going to see a lot of different technologies. The technology is going to be down there compared to (laughs) in my training room. You know, that stuff is out there and we have people in our community that are able to provide that for our student athletes if needed. Today's episode is sponsored by B3 Sciences. Be healthy, be fit, be strong. Exercise with half the time, with half the weight, and maximum results. B3 Sciences. If you have a story to share, tell us. How are you going to leave your mark? Contact us. Leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez. Be our guest. That brings me to the technology that you shared with me in the B3 Science. And my situation is a little different. How did you come across B3 being that it's, we're heading in that technology approach to healing a body or strengthening a body? What influenced you to work with them and how did you come across them? So a perfect example, Mike and Kylie down at Greater Pittsburgh Physical Therapy started using blood flow restriction on some of our, my athletes when they were down there rehabbing. And I had heard of it, but never really looked into it. The kids would come back and talk about it, how cool it was and how much just intensified the exercises that they were doing and all this. And so I started talking to them a little bit more about it and the science behind it really made sense. And I was like, wow, this would be really cool for me to have even in the weight room. I said, how much does it cost? Ah, the unit costs about 5,000 bucks. And I'm like, okay, so it's going to stay down there in the physical therapy uh, (laughs) clinic. And kids will be able to come back and tell me about it and all that. And, <laughs> and then I, uh, <laughs> this past year, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to a group called Innovate AT. 
And it's a group of like-minded athletic trainers who see athletic training outside of the traditional field of, you know, working for a team or working for a school. We're allied medical professionals who are very well educated on a lot of different things. And we can provide not just the structured athlete. And when I say that, I mean the one that belongs to a team, but the weekend warrior, the person that's a runner, all those types of different people, the physically active people. Yeah. The physically active people, we can provide great care for them, just like we can provide great care for our athletes that are on a team and everything like that. And so through another company that I do some side work with Arise, who is, again, a very innovative racing company who my old head football athletic trainer, Doug Ostergaard, has uh, created some products through. We were down and we were a sponsor for the first ever Innovate AT Summit. And another person that was down there as a sponsor was Dr. Mike DeBoard of B3 Sciences. He was carrying around our bands, his bands, and he was just putting them on people. We we're at the social and he's got, you know, the bands on your arms and you're doing bicep curls right in the bar. And it was a great thing. And I was like, wow, this is the same technology. And I was like, well, how much are the bands? He's like, oh, you can get a set for upper and lower for 430 bucks. I'm like, now we're talking, now, now we're in my budget because that $5,000 Delphi unit, which is a high quality unit that's down at Greater Pittsburgh Physical Therapy has one cuff. And so you can only use it on one extremity at a time and it's on the machine. So you're kind of limited in what you can do. These bands are individual for all four extremities. They're waterproof. You can sanitize them easy so you can use them on multiple people and you can use them functionally. So now for a price point that I could actually afford in my training room, now I can almost have even two athletes because I can have an athlete wearing on the upper extremity or lower extremity, or I can have one athlete wearing them on all four extremities. And now I can not only just do the rehab side of things, I can do the return to running programs. They can wear them while they run. They can wear them while they lift. If I was working with a swimmer, they could wear them while they swim. And now I can provide this new technology to a very broad range of athletes instead of a very small. I bought a set right then and there, used them for about eight weeks on myself, running, lifting, doing all things. And this was all during COVID, which was perfect because my gym was closed down. And I was able to get the same higher intensity workouts that I was getting at my gym with light weights in shorter amount of time. Now, briefly explain to me how the band works, mm-hmm. because when you came to me and helping me address my physical situation, you said the bands and I was like, bands, band, I'm trying to figure this out. And yeah. then when you brought them, I mean, they inflate and can you describe, tell me how that works when the air is placed in it and the pressurizing and what that actually does. So this is a size four band, which would go on a large person's leg. Okay. Again, you would place one of these bands on your upper thigh or upper arm. And what it does when you inflate it is just in the name, blood flow restriction. So it's restricting the blood flow, but it's restricting the blood flow back out of the limb, not into the limb. So it's not affecting your arterial blood flow into the limb, just your venous flow out. But even by affecting that venous flow out, it is creating a, almost like a little bit of a dam for the blood as it's coming back out, slowing it down. So now the working muscles who are needing that oxygen are not getting the oxygen as fast as they would normally get it. So now you're providing basically a high intensity workout environment in the muscle without having to do the high intensity workout. And when I mean high intensity workout, like a long duration workout with high external load or high energy levels, like imagine running a 400. 
So you're maxing out. Yeah, you're providing the muscle and environment to, that it needs in order to be able to adapt and grow it at its best capabilities without having to do all that external load. So imagine being able to lift weights and get the same changes and adaptation in that muscle instead of lifting at 80 to 90% of your one rep max. Now you're able to do that at 20 to 30% of your one rep max. So you're not going to put that amount of external load on your tissue, but you're still able to get the adaptations to the tissue that you want to get. So the big tagline with BFR is same results in half the time with half the stress or half the intensity. You are listening to Leave Your Mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mark, inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Today's episode is sponsored by B3 Sciences. Be healthy, be fit, be strong. Exercise with half the time, with half the weight, and maximum results. B3 Sciences. Now, what I find interesting is how did they come across, because my experience with them is, is I experienced no muscle soreness. And mm. when we first talked, I was talking about the lactic acid and these things. You're in there and you're doing, in your workout, you're trying to lift as much as you can. You know, you're trying to continue to increase your reps, increase your weight. But there was, a, on the backside, your recovery was just brutal. You know, your body hurt. I'm getting older, so it didn't hurt for a day or two. It hurt for two or three days. You know, right. so the idea that there was no muscle soreness intrigued me. So I'm like, how did they come to the fork in the road? Were they, you know, A, placing a band on you, and then B, the ba- inflating the band? This sounds like this is something that's evolved to the point of where it's at, or was this just like the aha moment where it's like, if we put a band in these areas of the body, this is the result or how the, the body's going to respond to it? Yeah, great question. So the history of it in a nutshell is a doctor out of Japan, Dr. Sato, I believe back in the 60s, was having to kneel in one of those very unique positions during one of his meetings. And when he got up after a long time, he noticed that the fatigue that he felt in his legs from it being in that kneeling position was similar to that of like when he did a high intensity workout. And fast forward a number of years later, he was starting to think about this more. And then he suffered a skiing accident and he had a lower ankle fracture, an ankle fracture and a knee injury. And so they put him in a full leg cast. And what he did is he took a judo belt and tied it around the top of his calf and started just doing, you know, straight leg raises, quad sets and everything like that with this thought process of this blood flow restriction. And when they took off the cast six weeks later, they noticed that the amount of atrophy that they would normally expect, they didn't see. And the strength was obviously still there too. And so that really started the ball rolling for him like, okay, this is true. And so he started experimenting with a lot of different things, a lot of different ways to restrict that blood flow and The science then caught up and the research is caught up. And then where it really got into with at least B3, uh, Olympic doctor by the name of Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson was either in Japan or talking to the Japanese athletes. And I think it was Japan. And they started hearing about this blood flow restriction. So then he became friends with Dr. Sato. And then they really started taking off on this. They took it into the into full force. Uh, and then he is the one that kind of came up with the multiple chamber air bands. So as you can see, okay. there's multiple air chambers in here, not just one. So if you think of a blood pressure cuff, you're, you're basically restricting blood flow, right? As you mm-hmm. pump that up to be able to determine the pressure, the arterial and venous pressures. And this is a safer band, A, because of the thickness of the band and because it's multiple air chambers. So it's more like fingers going around your arm to restrict okay. that blood flow. So there's still blood flow able to get through between the grooves 
of the bands. Yep. And it's the a angle of band. the, it looks like little pellets, but the angle yep. of them, they're, uh, they would be vertical on your body, not horizontal. Right. So yeah. there's still blood that can go through. So we're restricting some. The occlusion pressure is not as high as like the very expensive units where the, it's based on your percentage of your systolic blood pressure. So you can only have that on for maybe seven or eight minutes. Uh-huh. Here are these you can have on for at least 20 minutes, as you well know. Uh-huh. And so you're able to do more of a workout with them. Again, the occlusion pressure is lower. So you you can do more volume and, you know, more volumes required to get that same type of response. And then again, because they're individual, they're not attached to anything. They're waterproof. They're easily to sanitize. I mean, the really your creativity is the only thing that limits you in terms of being able to use these bands. If you don't have a lot of time, a lot of people excuses for not working out is I don't have enough time and I don't have any equipment. Well, with these, it's very simple. I mean, you don't need a lot of time. And you don't need a lot of equipment. Body weight exercises alone, you can Mm -hmm. have a lot of success with using these bands. This is fantastic. Well, I just want to touch on real quick my experience with it. I mean, having recovered from the cancer, my body had atrophied quite a bit. And the routine in which you gave me where I'm working the right side of my body, where the atrophy is, is I've increased my muscle size, both in my thigh, my leg, my calf, my bicep and forearm, almost an inch in all of those areas. That open heart surgery in there too. So my right pec had completely collapsed. It was almost like not even there anymore. And I began to develop the muscle tissue back. So here you talk about how he was using a karate belt to tie on his calf there. Uh, I think what's even more impressive is, you know, he's making his discovery, but the fact that he's working out while he has a cast on. Mm -hmm. So like you're dealing with these athletes that they want to get back on the field as soon as possible. So, you know, mine's just basically in the game of life, getting my dexterity and my balance back and having that physical confidence again. Whereas, you know, it goes up to a level where, okay, you're injured, but that doesn't mean we can't start physical therapy ASAP. Right. You know, so you're talking about less amount of inflammation, you're talking about maintaining strength, and then it sounds like with those two things going on, you're probably going to increase the healing capabilities as well. Absolutely. And I think I experienced all of that. Yeah, one of the other big things about this too, Chip, is it's safe for pretty much everybody. I mean, there are some things that are in place. I mean, if you have lymphoma, lymphedema, if you have a port in, there are some things that are uh, contraindicated, but not very much. If your doctor's cleared you to work out at any level, it's pretty much safe to use these bands on at least two extremities, right? If you have something upper body-wise going on, we can use them on your lower body. Lower body, you can use them upper body because the results are systemic. You know, it, the real big thing here is the release of growth hormone. And you have to get into that high intensity exercise area where you start to feel that burn, right? Where you mm-hmm. get that blood oxygen level down low enough to really stimulate like, hey, I am in trouble here. You know, we got to adapt so I don't mm-hmm. have to go through this again. And then the brain says, okay. And that's when the big research thing is the surging growth hormone. And, and that's systemic. So even if you're wearing it on your legs, it's like taking an Advil, right? It doesn't know that you have a headache. It just knows that, okay, I need to go in here and find these receptors I need to bond to to prevent pain. Well, it's the same thing. The growth hormone goes everywhere. So even if you're working out your legs, but you have an upper body injury, again, you're going to be able to get that type of physiological adaptation response like you talked about with healing being the big key there. 
As we're talking about our own athletic experience and we're talking about athletes in your profession, but you just touched on, you know, people who aren't athletes and yeah, absolutely. experience. So it, 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 it's applicable. And you also mentioned that you don't need the weights. You just put the bands on and you can begin to work your strength and your body back. It's not just a visual one where like a lot of us think health is what we look like. <laughs> and it's not necessarily maybe more what we function like. This is almost like internal medicine from the standpoint that you're working from the inside out on your body. Again, everything we do affects the body one way or the other, right? As you well know, and we could go through probably 20 of these just talking about nutrition and hydration from all yeah. the things that you've learned, right? Yeah. And so exercise alone has a cascade of events that it does for the body internally, right? And again, not just physically from how you appear, but how everything affects you inside from, like you said, a health standpoint. And just like you talked about on your personal thing, like what we started with you were, yeah, the bands. So, so everyone hears bands, they think exercise bands. Well, here's yeah. the BFR band. But then we just started you with a very simple resistance band workout. And so again, that's the thing with this day and age where gyms are open, they're closed. Some people aren't very comfortable going into those environments right now for basically buying a $430 set of bands, which again, you can try for 30 days. If you don't like them, you can send them back. There's B3 offers that. They also offer six months free through PayPal. So interest-free. So wow. there's, and then for another maybe 30 bucks, you can get exercise bands and you can create your own gym in your own house. Yeah. Or in your yeah. own suitcase. In your own suitcase. And B3 also offers a coach. So when you buy the bands, a coach is going to contact you and say, what do you want to get out of this? What's your goals? Okay, here are my goals. These are the things I want. Boom. We're going to help you write a program. We're going to help you adapt through a program. And it's really an all-encompassing company. And that's one of the other things I liked about them. They're not just selling you something and walking away. They're going to sell you something and they're going to work with you just like I'm working with you. Right. And saying, okay, and we're going to have to make changes. We're going to have to make adaptations, especially with your situations. Once a week for the first three weeks as you were yeah. starting to use these and trying to figure them out. I was still trying to learn like all that type of stuff. And that's yeah. what's great about this company is they're with you from the beginning to however long you want, you need the help. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not into the dirty South straight, make a left body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. It's excellent because those young kids in the neighborhood, high school arenas and in the college, they don't necessarily have access to the of a coach working with them individually, as well as the ease of use. Like you said, you don't need to make it to the gym or have gym equipment. You know, you just need the time and put them on you and get after it. Yeah, you're right. We could probably talk about this, a lot of these avenues, this all day. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you've done for myself. That's Absolutely. my personal endorsement. Um, my alumni and, and making us state champs. So I got some bragging rights when I get out street. <laughs> and I want to ask you one last question because you're still leaving your mark. But at the end of your career, how would you like to be remembered? Uh, I would say just as somebody who really enjoyed helping others reach their goals. You know, one of the most rewarding things I think any athletic trainer is going to tell you is the relationships you get to develop with your athletes. But then when one of them go through an injury 
is seeing them back those first games, those first practices, and um, seeing them succeed and knowing that you helped get them back to there. They went from one of their most vulnerable points of their life with some of these kids never being hurt before to sustaining maybe a minor or severe injury and the work that it takes to get back. And then seeing them get back on their chosen um, field of play, court of play, and, and succeed and have success. That, I mean, that's the most rewarding thing. So to be remembered as someone that just really enjoyed and tried to provide them with the best avenues possible to get there, I think that would be a great way to be remembered. That is the best. I can tell you this, that Quaker Valley is extremely lucky to have somebody of your caliber and your drive behind what it is you do. Your training goes far beyond the athletic field. And I know this from the kids that you've worked with because I heard them talk about you. I watched them respond to you when they come back after graduation, which is very heartwarming. So your work, not only well-intended, is well done. And thank you. I want to thank you for being a part of my Leave Your Mark episode here. And look forward to checking in with you in the future. If we're still lucky that you're a Quaker Valley because your intellect and your ability means you could be at a much higher level. <laughs> that would be great to see you there, but it would be heartbreaking to see you go. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on here. I feel being the fortunate one to have found Quaker Valley, to uh, found such a great school with a great community, amazing kids, great support staff around, and um, people that really helped me be able to provide a great opportunity for these kids. And I appreciate you having me on here to talk about BFR and everything. It's something that I'm pretty passionate about working with now. So if any of your uh, listeners have any more questions. I mean, we could get back on here and talk more of the detailed science and all that type of stuff, but please uh, have them reach out to me. I, I'd, I'd love to talk about it more and see how, if we can help anybody else, like we continue to try to help you continue to get stronger. I appreciate your time. Let's do this. I want to leave on the text and the links here, your information. So we'll be sure to put those on the links below here and we'll keep continued success. That'd be great. Okay. Today's episode is sponsored by B3 Sciences. Be healthy, be fit, be strong. Exercise with half the time, with half the weight, and maximum results. B3 Sciences. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click leave your mark with Vince Cortez.